I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He leaves away. Australia away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. Hello and welcome to The Scoop. We are the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. Joining LJ and I on The Scoop today is Heather Graham. So HG is back in the Aussie squad for the first time since 2019. So she talks us through how she got the call up from Flegs, when she, where she was and how she told her friends and family. And she also helps us wrap up what was an awesome season of WBBL 08 that obviously finished about a week ago on Saturday night with the Strikers beating the Sixers in what was a, a cracking final. But next on the agenda, of course, the Aussies fly to India on Sunday. Uh, they're playing five T20s, the first of which gets underway at half past midnight next Sunday morning. Uh, Aussie fans, reminder that you can watch all games on Foxtel and KO. Do believe that KO offer a free two-week trial. So if you're not signed up, you can do that and get around some, some Aussie cricket. Uh, but thank you for listening as always. Uh, we hope you enjoy the show. Heather Graham, thank you so much for joining us on The Scoop today. We know you're heading off to India tomorrow, so sure there's plenty going on and plenty to pack and get sorted. But uh, firstly, I just want to say congrats on your selection in the Aussie squad. Um, we know you've been in and around the team, but yeah, first time named in an Aussie squad for a while. Talk us through it, like talk us through the call from Flags and were you pumped to get the news? Yeah, I was. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, it is pretty It is pretty exciting. I think it's been a fair while now since I've actually been named in the tour um, and not just been brought along for the fun of it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, we were playing in Latrobe at the time, so we are on the way back to Devonport and um, on the bus and he gave me the phone call. But I think Nick Carey got a call just before I did and she was in a couple of seats in front of me and she heard that I was on the phone, so she's just popped up looking over and, um, nah, she was probably the first one that was absolutely pumped for me and then oh, awesome. a couple of the other girls around me as well. So I'm not sure I was really listening to what Fleg said besides <laughs> we're taking you away because everyone else was just that excited that they, that they assumed that I'd um, got the call up. But, yeah, it was yeah it was a pretty cool time. Nice. That's fine. And um, what's been the message from the selector so far? Do you know what kind of role they, they see you playing in the T20 format? Um, no, nah, not at the moment. We'll have our role clarity meetings uh, once we get over to India, but I'd assume probably be similar role to what I was potentially going to be doing when I was in the squad a few years ago. And um, yeah, nothing too, nothing too major. Maybe just with the bib on and a few drinks. <laughs> nice. And how are you feeling about heading on tour to India with the team? Like, have you been to India before? And you feeling excited for it? Yeah, I have been to India before. I think um, I went over there for an Aussie tour, maybe 2017, 18, around then. Um, and it was really cool then. But it's yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the whole the difference in the with India with COVID and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and um, like see how they've been able to deal with it and that sort of stuff as well. So I'm sure it's probably going to be a little bit different. But 
nonetheless, I'm still really looking forward to it um, and getting over with that bunch of girls. So they're all really great. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And you debuted in the one-day format in 2019. What would it mean to make a T20 debut as well? Yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool, to be honest. I think um, probably the way my, my career's gone, I've probably excelled more in the T20 stuff and um, tried to get a lot better with that. So I think um, to be able to get a cap while I'm over in India will be pretty special. But um, either way, I'm happy to just be on the tour as well. So as, as we were saying, like you've sort of been in and around the team. I think you were in New Zealand as a replacement player. You made the quick dash to Northern Ireland to step in for JJ. So you know the team pretty well and you know how they operate. So Tell us about kind of coming into that environment and what you can learn off off this bunch of girls. Yeah, I think, yeah, those last few times I've been around, I've been probably a little bit last minute. So, um, again, it's probably being packed the bags really quickly <laughs> like this one. Yeah. But, um, uh, no, I think it's it's going to be exciting. I think um, all the girls bring a different wealth of knowledge, um, and especially now with um, Show as head coach and Dan Marsh and Scotty Presswich as the two assistant coaches. I think... Um, they all really complement each other really well and it's going to be really nice to be able to get over there and work with them um, in their different facets. Yeah, I guess it's going to be a bit of a, a new feel this time with the new assistant coaches and Midge as captain. Yeah, it will be. I've been pretty fortunate enough though that I've been able to obviously work with Dan down here in yeah. um, Tassie, um, but I've also been able to work with Scotty Presswich up at um, the MPS um, when that was going. So I think um, and Shell, I've course. got a pretty... Yeah, and Shell, yeah. So I've got a pretty good bond. Got a pretty good bond with all three of them. So I think, um, in terms of being able to tap into their knowledge and that sort of stuff, I'll be able to do that pretty comfortably over there. Um, but yeah, it's really exciting that Mitch is captain. It's obviously um, disappointing, or not disappointing. That's probably not the right word. But it's um, probably still nice to see that Meg's been able to take some time off um, and just continue that for as long as she needs to. I think um, Mitch is obviously captained a lot before and especially in the WBBO and WNCL. So I think she's got a wealth of knowledge in that, that space as well. And I think um, it's going to be a good opportunity to try and play some cricket under, under her in the way that she likes to play her cricket as well. Nice. And H, you've been like super consistent in both uh, domestic competitions in Australia for a while now. So it's no surprise at all to see you get the call up. Like what, what do you, have you been working on like most in your game that you think's led to this, this Aussie call up? It's a good question, actually. I think it's probably more just that consistency um, and just understanding my game more. I think um, I felt like my game a few years ago was still it was still pretty raw and I wasn't quite sure where to take it. And I think over the last couple of years, um, working with both um, Sal Beams and mm. Dan Marsh down here, I've really been able to um, work out my game and work out my, my zones, especially with batting and then work out um, plans with the ball as well. So I think they've really been able to um, help me progress my career to where I want it to be and to continue that going, um, especially now with the likes of Jude Coleman as I head coach down here. I think yep. um, it's going to be awesome to be able to work with her when I get back from this tour. So, um, yeah, we've had some really good coaches here that have helped me over those last couple of years. I'm looking forward to um where Jude can take us as well. Do you have a preference between the one-day format and T20 format? Oh, not really. I think we just, we play a whole lot of both. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I think the short of, like any sort of format I love, um, just playing cricket, mm. I absolutely love, obviously, as our job. Otherwise, I'm not sure why I'd be doing it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think the way that probably the, the women's game's going at the moment, there's a lot more T20 being played around the world. So yeah. I think... Um, 
50 overs sometimes does take a little bit of a back seat, but um, I definitely do love the 50 over stuff as well as the T20. And you've had a pretty busy six months with the uh, the call-ups Northern Ireland and then you played in the 100 and everything back home since then. What was the experience in the 100 like? Yeah, it was great. That was my second year over in the 100 and it was completely different from the first year to the second year, obviously, with all the COVID restrictions um, and that sort of stuff in the first year. So I think being able to have the freedom to go and explore and do all that sort of stuff in England this time was um, really nice. And the fact that you could just bond with the girls as well, and it was a different team. So um, it was a really enjoyable time getting to know um, the girls in that team and also the coaches as well and trying to um, create like special bonds with those sort of people. So hopefully I can go back next year. <laughs> and so obviously you made the move um, down to Tassie from Perth back in 2020. Tell us about like how you've settled into life in Tasmania. Like, are you enjoying it? Are you living in Hobart? Yeah, I live in Hobart. Nice. Yeah. Enjoying it all? Yeah, I absolutely love it. I think um, it's got a very similar lifestyle like yeah. Perth. It's very relaxed. Okay. Um, the weather's not normally as nice, but it's a beautiful sunny day today. Pretty so different climates. That reminds me a bit of Perth. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like I've I've actually not really been here too much, to yeah. be completely honest. I feel yeah. like I've been on the road for so much or with all the COVID bubbles and that sort of stuff. We've been away for a fair while over the last couple of seasons, but no, I absolutely love it down here. Um, the lifestyle suits me to an absolute T. Um, and yeah, it's, I it enjoy it a lot. It seems like you've got a really fun crew down there too with um, Molly Strano, Junior, Nick Carey, Beansy, Partner M. What's it like with the with the crew? Yeah, no, it is. It's a really enjoyable crew. I think... Um, most of us have probably moved into state, but we do now call obviously Tasmania home. Um, but yeah, I think the fact that we've got some people in our corner that we've known for a long time is really nice. Um, yeah. And like the, the likes of Molly and Beansy and that sort of stuff has been, mm. been great to, I guess, be able to just go and hang out with, and especially with little Billy Beams around now as well. Um, it's really nice to go out and be able to just hang with him and yeah. Just forget about forget about cricket and that sort of stuff. He brings a bit of perspective into life, and not not only just for um, I guess Beamsy and Sal, but um, all of us aunties as well. Um, and you mentioned Heather that you love the lifestyle in Hobart. What what is it about the lifestyle? Like, what would your perfect day in Hobart be? Oh, not much. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's normally put on the winter warmers in the Kathmandu. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, just go out, grab a coffee. We normally train, so a bit of that, and then. Um, just, yeah, hanging out with, um, a couple of the girls like, uh, Molly or Junior or, um, Nat Shilov as well, or Beamsy. So we've got a good little crew down here that, um, away from cricket, even though we're all involved in cricket, we can just put cricket to the side and just, um, be able to hang out and just, um, do life together, I guess. How good. Have you had much of a chance to like explore Tasmania and see other parts of the state? No, I feel like I've not been here to be able to explore. <laughs> it's been COVID, so everything's been shut down. Um, but no, I do have a rooftop tent on my ute, so I need to really go out yeah. and um, use that. Big um, time. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get there sometime. But Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bloody hell, I feel like I've never got any time to do anything. You'll get there. You'll get there. A couple of months. <laughs> and yeah. we saw it was awesome to see M, your partner, debut for the Pies a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, you played for the Hurricanes, made the decision to switch to footy. Tell us about how she's going living that AFLW life and how's it been watching her make that transition? Yeah, look, it's been really nice to watch her make that transition. She's absolutely loved football. She's a footy nuff. Yeah. Um, in her dream, she would have loved to have played for the Bulldogs. She's a, <laughs> a mad dog, a mad doggy supporter. Yeah. But um, nah, she's absolutely fitted in really well with the Collingwood girls. They've embraced her. Um, yeah, and she loves just um, just being able to do what she loves um, as a job, I guess. And I think um, yeah, it was great to be able to watch her debut. Unfortunately, I couldn't be there. Obviously. Wow. Um, with our with our two sports um, crossing over mm. at the moment, so um, yeah, that was obviously a really disappointing time that I wasn't be able to wasn't able to go to there. But um, went to their best and fairest the other night, and she won oh, an nice. award there. So it was pretty it was pretty nice to be able to um, actually be there for something for it. How good! <laughs> yeah, saw that yeah. best first year player. That's um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, it was. It's pretty cool. In my opinion, she picked the right club. <laughs> well she does does love wearing black clothes all the time and nike so it was a bit of a fitting piece to be completely honest yeah that's fine and um just to reflect on the season that was with the canes um your first season after moving over from the the scorchers how did you find it yeah it was really enjoyable actually i think um it was pretty similar group to what we've got down here um with the tigers girls so it was really nice to um, go on the road and spend some time with them after not being able to do that um, at the back end of last season. So it was really nice to, I guess, get that opportunity to um, bond and gel with them some more. And then our internationals were great as well with the likes of um, Mignon and Hayley Jensen. Obviously, Lozelle lives down here in Tassie now, so we mm. get to see her all the time. So, um, yeah, no, the wealth of knowledge and experience that they were able to bring um, to the team was great. But I think... There was the first time in about six seasons that the Canes had made it to final, mm. so that was a real good achievement um, for us as a group. Um, we obviously would have loved to have been able to go further, but I think um, that's a good little stepping stone, um, the fact that we've been able to tick off something like that um, within this season. Yeah, I guess when you were sort of finishing off that finals campaign, like what was the message um, from Marshy and Sal and how pumped is everyone to kind of build on what you created this season and try and go further next year? Yeah, obviously after the game, we're all pretty disappointed. Mm. Um, we obviously didn't play our best game of cricket that night. Um, but being able to reflect on it, I think overall the season we had um, was pretty special. And I think the fact that um, we were able to make the finals after such a long time not being in it um, was something that everyone um, cherished. I think moments like that you don't get all the time. So I think... Um, the way we were able to reflect on it and um, just like enjoy each other's company um, after the game that night was pretty special, especially um, obviously sending Dan off as well. And so Heather, obviously with um, Elise Villani Jr.'s first year as captain as well, tell us about 
um, what she's like as a leader and, and the environment she created as a skipper. Yeah, she's obviously got a lot of experience being a skipper um, and she's very well planned. That's probably the one thing I've okay. noticed over, over the few years. She's um, a very well planned captain and has millions of meetings. Um, right. But no, yeah, I think um, I guess the good energy that she brings to the group and the positivity um, and the way that we want to play our cricket is led by Junior. So I think yeah. um, the way that she goes out and does that on the field um, is a really good um, tool for us and I think um, can create a good vibe and a good energy for the team as well. Speaking of good vibes, um, we were pretty um, obsessed with the kits you guys wore for the Pride game this year and just with <laughs> the fact the club had a so pro game. Um, how, how was that? Yeah, that was great. It was a really good day. I think um, obviously the Scorchers did it over in Perth, but yeah. the fact that we were able to do it um, down here in Hobart, such a small little island, um, yeah. it probably isn't the most diverse state in the um, country. I think it was probably a really big thing for the Tassie community to um, have a pride round. So mm. I think um, the way that Cricket Tasmania were able to, and the Hobart Hurricanes were, were able to advertise and, um, I guess put that out there to the community was really good. And I think, um, oh, look, we get into the spirit of anything. And I think the fact that um, <laughs> we were able to do that as a team, I think, um, and just support one another, I think um, is massive in not only the community, but also like just the cricket community as well. And I think, um, yeah, it'd be great one day if we all were able to have, if there was a pride round overall and we had mm. some pride jerseys, stuff like that, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, we know, like, obviously, like, looking at the FLW, like, they do a really good job of this stuff and they've got a pride round. Is that something you'd love to see, like, implemented as soon as next year? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, sport's such a good tool to advocate things like pride round and all that sort of stuff. So I think um, we do it really well um, with Indigenous rounds. So I'd love to be able to see um, something like a pride round come in um, and everyone sporting a, a pretty cool top, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. I need to make so it happen. Good. I love looking at, um, I love seeing all the AFLW ones every yeah, year. Yeah, me too. I'm like, oh, what are they going to go with this year? Yeah, it's cool. And it was another cracking season for Molly Strano, um, team of the tournament. She just keeps delivering year after year. How good was she again for you guys this season? Yeah, she was great for us, probably especially um, from the middle, from the middle part of the tournament, tournament to the back end. I think um, she could say it herself that she probably wasn't, um, her best at the start of the tournament, but I think the way that she was able to bounce back from that um, just shows, uh, I guess, the talent that she has and the commitment and the drive that she has to keep getting better and keep continuing to develop her game as well. So I think um, anyone's lucky to have Molly Shrino on their team and I think we're really fortunate to have her um, both on the field and off the field, what she brings. So I think, um, yeah, she's one of a kind and she's a, yeah, she's a bloody good bowler. Yeah. We like, there was obviously her and JJ uh, right at the very top of that um, wickets tally. They were kind of going tit for tat as to who was at the top. Is that something Molly is keen to stake her claim on being the the top, the leading wicket taker in the competition or is she happy to just let it go and see what happens? Oh no, absolutely not. She hates it. She <laughs> hates she? the fact that there's a spotlight <laughs> on her. Yeah. Surprisingly, she hates the fact that there's a spotlight on her, but I think, um, no, I think it's pretty special that she's she's taken that many wickets um, throughout the whole tournament. So I think um, the fact that she's up there and we're really fortunate to have her on our team. Um, but, yeah, I think it was a bit of a running joke by the end of it um, with the competition, that sort of stuff. And we always kept saying that, Molly, you still got about four or five games on JJ, so don't worry about it. You would be at the top. <laughs> um, 
you would be at the top if you played the same amount of games. So, um, no, nah, she absolutely um, hated the fact that it kept getting brought up throughout the whole season. Oh, that's so good. What a weapon. I can imagine that. And so um, got a, a big flight on Sunday. What's your usual plan for a long-haul flight? Do you, do you watch movies? Do you just try and sleep? Um, I'll try and watch some movies, but normally movies put me to sleep. So um, we're obviously really fortunate the way that we get to travel overseas and that sort of stuff. So I'll be able to lay down and just, I reckon I'll just be knocked out straight away. <laughs> Lovely. Is, would you prefer, like, is there someone in that, in that Aussie team that you'd prefer to sit next to or prefer not to sit next to? Um, that's a great question, actually. I don't know. Um, I don't think I'd want to sh- sit next to Shooter just because I know she's a serial pest. Um, but, yeah, I reckon probably I'd probably want to sit next to Belzy because she's pretty quiet for the most part um, yeah. on trips and that sort of stuff. So I reckon, yeah, she's probably someone that we could have a little chat to every now and then, but, like, nothing nothing too um, outrageous and we'd be pretty chilled, I reckon. And like, so when you got the call from Flegs, did you call your family and friends like immediately after or like were you on the way to a game and did you have to get that out of the way first? Um, no, nah, we're actually on the way to the airport. Okay. Um, so what did I do? I think I called M first um, and then just sent a text to the family group chat, which is the easiest <laughs> way. It's just like, hey, I've been picked, but don't announce, don't tell anyone until it's been announced on like Tuesday or whatever it was. So um, no, I'm not sure they're too faced with a phone call or not, I think, but just yeah. being able to tell um, my mum and two brothers at the same time via text is probably the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah, and so like if, what it like if you do get picked and making making your T20 debut will will they be up at 12:30 a.m. Australian time watching the T20 over in India? Oh, mum definitely will be, yeah. Yeah. Um I'm not sure about the brothers. I reckon they'd probably try and stay up. They'll probably probably have a few beers to keep them up or something <laughs> like that. Um but no, I reckon um yeah, they would probably try and stay up for something like that. Yeah. It's not every day. Are they in Perth? Is that going to be a better time zone? Yeah, they are all in Perth, actually. Is that better? Oh, that, yeah, that's handy. I think it'll be like a 9.30. Oh, that's, not, that's yeah, easy. That's not, oh, that's a late dinner. That's yeah. fine. They'll be sweet. They'll be watching every game. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Lucky them. Hey, it was so great to have you on the scoop today. Thank you so much for joining us. We know you're flying tomorrow, so appreciate you taking the time. Hope it all goes well for you. Hope you have a blast and would love to see you getting, getting your T20 cap and, yeah, wishing you all the best. No worries. Thanks for having me on, Gus. Nearly is away. Australia are away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World.